Today's podcast is sponsored by Kaufman Hall. Kaufman Hall's Axiom Financial Institution Suite provides flexible performance management software that empowers the financial institutions to analyze results, model and forecast scenarios, and optimize organizational decision-making. Solutions for budgeting and forecasting, profitability management and funds transfer pricing, reporting and analytics, incentive compensation management, and strategic decision management are delivered on a single unified platform. Learn more about Kaufman Hall's Axiom software for financial institutions at kaufmanhall.com slash credit union. From the Credit Union National Association, this is the CUNA News Podcast. Credit union people, credit union ideas. I am Craig Sauer, Senior Editor for CUNA's Credit Union Magazine. Today's sponsored podcast features Ken Levy, Vice President for Kaufman Hall. Levy focuses on the firm's Axiom Financial Institution software products for banks and credit unions. Levy has more than 30 years of experience in the financial services industry with an expertise in analytics, business intelligence, asset liability management, funds transfer pricing, and enterprise performance management. I recently spoke to Levy about the importance of analytics and reporting. Why should credit union leaders care about reporting and analytics? To me, information, or maybe I should say the right information is knowledge, and that by enhancing the types of reporting and analytics produced, credit unions can learn to shape their business. Um, you know, For example, there's power in knowing where profits come from and what areas need improvement within the organization. Here at Kaufman Hall, we conduct a yearly CFO survey, and, and this year's survey, uh, 84% of respondents believe they need to do more to leverage financial and operational data in, in the strategic planning process. You know, additionally, uh, only 13% of respondents felt that they were very satisfied with the types of reporting they're generating within the organization. And I think those two statistics tell a great story, right? Basically, people are craving that information because they understand what kind of decisions they can make on it, but they're not getting what they need, and they're not being able to take that information and disseminate it throughout the organization. So if we can get that information to them and improve our reporting and analytics, we gain knowledge within the organization. So based on that, it sounds like the demand for good reporting and analytics solutions has, has grown in recent years. Uh, absolutely. And I, I think some of the things that we're seeing in the people are craving that because they, they realize that unless they unless they understand that data, they maybe are doomed to repeat the same things they've done over and over again, and they don't want to do that. So um, so additionally, we've seen that technology has changed over the past 30 years. Right? We have much more access to more data than we when I joined the industry 30 years ago. So what we do with that data and the decisions we make from knowing it is extremely important. So this includes not only data within our institution, but maybe, maybe includes competitor data or peer group data. And as I pointed out uh, in the survey, credit unions want to have access to quality data, as well as the ability to analyze that, and be on the cutting edge of analyzing it. And if they are, then we improve the decision-making process within the organization. Uh, and what areas uh, of the credit union business are really kind of like calling out for uh, reporting and analytics solutions right now? So I, I think the best way to answer that, Craig, is... To, talk, to give you a story, this past spring, my associate, Brian and Ridgway, and I were speaking at the CUNA CFO Council, 
in Florida. During that presentation, Brian was talking and making the case for changing the types, uh, changing the types of reports we give to our board or the CFO or the CEO or any other recipient in the organization. I then challenged the audience that when they go back to their institution to look at the report package and answer the question, so what? That the disseminated information didn't give their teams the ability to, to make strategic or tactical decisions, then why produce the information at all? At the, at the end of the presentation, after we were done, I can't tell you how many people came up to us and tell us that we nailed their problem. That it's great to know metrics such as ROA or net is just margin, but it doesn't help them to learn how to improve the bottom line. So improvement needs to, to start with first questioning the value what it, of what is currently being produced and then establishing methods to improve. So whether you're delivering information to the CEO or the CFO or to line managers or to department managers, you need to answer that question, so what? What difference does it make if I'm getting this information and I can't make decisions? And, and it really resonated throughout that audience that day. The responsibility for reporting often resides or has resided in the finance department. You know, how does an increase in reporting needs kind of change that role of that department? So most finance departments start, start as something I call a scorekeeper at their institution. Basically, they're in charge of the accuracy of historical results. This is what my uh, trends look like, or this is what my certain metrics look like. And then they kind of move from the scorekeeper to maybe governance or, or analyst, right? Um, but really what they were really doing is they were kind of disconnected from the overall strategy and decision-making within the organization. So they started as scorekeepers, moved to governance, maybe became a little bit more aligned with, with uh, strategy as they start analyzing um, different scenarios or different types of, uh, of, of things and come up with different metrics about what's happening into the future. But we actually like to see finance departments go a little bit further, Craig. We, we'd like to see them become the strategic partner of the organization. So, yes, they're, they're still in charge of historical analysis and still in charge of analyzing certain things, but become the strategic partner and telling the institution is this is how we got the results we got. This is the type of uh, uh, strategies we may want to consider. So they become this chief storyteller, the strategic partner we also call the chief storyteller of the credit union, where they help create the strategic and tactical goals for the credit union. Why? Because they know more about the institution than anybody else. They know more about why they got the results, where the pitfalls and where the, 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 the negative effects of, of, of profitability are coming from. So finance has, we want to see finance grow, grow into that chief storyteller role and not just be a, a, a generator of results. Dig into that data so they can help guide the CEO and the board in directions of, of how we can possibly improve. So once you've figured out that so what and you've got your finance department, you know, aligned to think strategically like that, do you have any tips for uh, these kind of new storytellers in, in an effective way of, of communicating the data and the reporting? Yeah, I, I think I do. I think that's a good question. I think that takes us to a, a, another direction. So let's first start off by saying traditional reporting is important. You know, saying it another way, I don't want to discount the value of management or regulatory reporting. It all serves a valuable purpose within the credit union. But I challenge management to answer two questions regarding their reporting needs. The first one is, what value are we getting out of that information? And two, and maybe even more importantly, 
Are we using the information that we have to help make the uh, make decisions within the organization? And that's why you'll hear me say, so what, Craig? And you'll hear me say it very often when you hear me speak to, to, to folks. So what that my ROA is X percent or my net interest margin is Y or my yields across the funds are, are X value. How does knowing that information help me help me understand my members or how I price or product profitability or organizational profitability? If I can't answer those questions, then I'm not using that data to the extent I should be using it. So the chief storyteller needs to be able to analyze data to better convey the story of how we got where we're at. The storyteller also needs to understand, really, the types of reports I need to generate and the methods and frequency for delivery of information to each audience member. You know, for example, I, I, um, I may want to send the board high-level information that will help them formulate strategy, and I may only want to produce that on a monthly basis. Right? So I need to understand what the audience is going to use it for. I don't need to give them real detailed information because they're making strategic decisions. Now, I may want to back it up with how we got to there, but I want to give them more high-level information. They don't have a lot of time to make decisions. Okay. Now, on the other hand, my department managers or line of business owners, I may want to deliver them very tactical information that helps them make pricing decisions or product decisions. And that may the information may be delivered on a weekly basis or maybe even delivered on a daily basis. What are the components of a, a good story when it comes to data reporting? I think the story really starts with really making sure you understand the end result that all reports should be helping make strategic and tactical decisions for the credit union. So in order to do that, I like to start the story with kind of the introduction. And the introduction to the story with the first part of the introduction is the mission statement. The credit union's mission statement states, this is who we are. So nothing we do from a strategic or tactical standpoint should ever sway us from that overarching goal. I need to understand who we are because I can't go against that. And if I do, then I'm not doing my members uh, a great service. The next is, is the vision statement. And the vision statement of the credit union should be really, where are we going? What are our guiding principles? So unless my strategic goals uh, strategic decisions and tactical decisions answer those questions, we cannot consider them. These are mandates for the organization. So the story should always start with who we are and who we are going, where are we going. Then we can start talking about the four types of, uh, of reports or the, the chapters in the story. And the first one is something I call descriptive analysis. And descriptive analysis, um, Craig, answers the question, what happened? So Every credit union produces these types of reports, right? So they may be, again, I mentioned these early, financial trend reports or rate buying reports or yield reports, and they're very historical in nature. And, again, they answer that question, what happened? The biggest weakness I see in most organizations, in credit unions especially, is, is something I call diagnostic analysis. Diagnostic analysis answers the question, why did I get the results I generated in descriptive reporting. So descriptive reporting is my history, but it just tells me what happened. It's a point in time. Well, there may be some trend reports, so it may be multiple points in time, but it doesn't help answer that question, how did I get the results I got? Why did I get the ROA? Or why did I get the net interest margin? Or why are my yields so low? Or why are my costs of funding so high? So diagnostic analysis helps me do that. It helps me dig deeper into the data 
so we can find out who or what was profitable and why. How do pricing decisions affect overall performance? So again, descriptive analysis is what happened. Diagnostic analysis answers the question, why did it happen? Why did I get the results? And again, that's where we see the biggest hole in most organizations. They're not digging deep into the data to find those answers out. But the next type of reporting, the third chapter, is something we call predictive analysis. Now, predictive analysis could take on a whole bunch of different meanings. It could be high machine learning and things like that. We're going to take it at its most based form, right? And it answers the question, what could happen? And, and the predictive analysis helps assist in the strategic planning process. So maybe I want to try, hey, what happens if we add this uh, a new uh, type of product on the book? So we change our pricing. Or what happens if prepayments speed up and we have more runoff than we originally thought? So all these different types of uh, uh, analysis help me understand um, what's going to happen to my portfolio. And once I come up with a final strategy, hey, we should open up this branch in this location, or we want to try these new products or change our pricing structure on this product versus this product, once I decide that, then we translate that into something we call prescriptive analysis, which is the final chapter. And that helps answer the question, what is the best outcome and how can we make it happen? It's really the diagnostic analysis for the predictive analysis for the previous chapter, right? So it helps us set tactical goals for the organization. So it's how I implement my strategy within the organization. So there's an evolution of these components, but each level reporting analysis helps me with the complete, getting the complete story. So just to quickly recap, we start with the mission statement, that's who we are. It goes to the vision statement is what do we want to be and what are our guiding principles. Then we then go into descriptive analysis, which is our first chapter of reporting, which basically says, A, the descriptive analysis is these are results we got, and every single credit union does, does those, Craig. They have their, their ROA reports, the metric reports, their, the trend reports, and so forth. Then we go into that diagnostic analysis, is really trying to dig deep into the descriptive analysis to figure out why we got the results we got. So we're not doomed to, to recreate the same problems we have over and over again. Then we go into the strategy section, which is the predictive analysis. And then finally, the prescriptive analysis, which helps us set our, 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 our tactical goals within the organization and how we're going to implement those strategies. Does your strategy have to differ when, when you're reporting to the C-suite versus the entire credit union staff? Uh, how do you uh, calibrate for audiences? Uh, absolutely. The, the types of reporting need to be aligned with the different levels of the organization. You know, where the C-suite and the board may have limited time, you may want to give them very concise information, again, maybe present as a dashboard. And, and those reports need to lean towards more strategic decision-making because that's really what their goals are, is to help set strategy for the organization. While frontline managers may want more tactical information, for example, the ability to drill into member information or product information or pricing information, and typically they or the analysts they, they, they have working with them want more detail than the C-level team. So again, Depending on your audience, you have to give them different types of information and leverage that information for the different types of uh, goals that they have. Strategic at the top level, more tactical at the business level, line managers, and so forth and so on. 
What are some of the biggest uh, reporting challenges that you see at credit unions that you talk to people about at conferences? Uh, what, are, what are some of the big challenges you see? Another great question, Craig. There, there's a variety of reasons. Yeah, I think one of the good things I can do is I can go back to that CFO survey I talked about uh, earlier and see what the peer, your, your peer group is saying and why they're challenged in producing re- reporting and a- analytics. So one of the questions we asked here, what are your significant reporting challenges, is, which is kind of what you're asking. And we asked them to give them as many as, as they wanted and, and to answer multiple. They, it wasn't an either or, so that's why my numbers don't add up to 100%. 48% of respondents said one of the problem they have, the biggest problem they have is really accessing clean and consistent and trusted data. Now, I will tell you that if you go back 25 years, that number was probably closer to 80 or 90%. But our data has gotten better. Data access has gotten better. Technology is getting better. Software is getting better. So, but still, 48%, so almost half of the people said, I can't get clean, consistent, trusted data. So that is something they really need to think about, how they can improve that, that information. Because, you know, you've heard that expression, garbage in, garbage out. I think part of that is true. I think you can still draw conclusions from data, but it's obviously better to have data that you can trust because if you don't trust the data, the C-level won't trust it, the line managers won't trust it. So we have to make sure that data is consistent and trustworthy. The other folks, there's a lot of things we can group together, um, better dashboards and visualization, ease of report creation. And what we found is that about 50% of people don't really like the tools they're using within the organization. The CFOs realize they need to improve the tools they have. So where 48% said the, the, the data wasn't good and things that they can control, they really need better access and tools to access that data they're going to be reporting on. But the biggest one, and this one was kind of surprising to me, 65% of people said that they cannot pull data in from multiple sources into a single report. So if they have uh, transactional data versus GL data, they can't look at that on the same report, or they can't look at loan and share deposit data on the same report. And th- that's always a problem. And that also comes back to, Craig, the tools they're using. So they have to make sure that the tools they're using can bring that information together so they can look at different types of data on the same report. So it's all about data, and basically it's all about tools. And that's what we're hearing, not only in the survey, but when we talk to people at conferences, as you mentioned, these are the problems they're having. So how do you know if you're doing it well? I mean, what, what benefits will you see at your credit union if, if you are, uh, you know, hitting it out of the park with reporting and analytics? Well, you know, that, that's a, a tough question because, in essence, when, when reports analysis give you information that allows you to understand how you've got your current results and the credit union can then make strategic and tactical decisions on it, then you know you're moving in the right direction, right? If you're not using your reports to help you make decisions, then chances are you have room for improvement. Okay? You're, you're also, additionally, your teams at the credit union will let you know if the reporting is valuable because if they're reading it and using it and really asking for more, then you're giving them information that they can make, they can act on, right? So it's all about making that those decisions and being able to act on it. And if they're acting on it, then you know you're making the right decision. Sure, it'd be great to be able to quantify and say, oh, I've improved my my ROA by X, or I've improved my indices margin by Y. Those are great, great to have. But those things take time. So you have to see that people are using the data. They're, they're, they're giving you feedback that they need more of it, which will help them make the, their, their decision. Because well, as we said in the beginning, the right information is knowledge. 
and performance can be improved by giving that knowledge to our team members. Uh, so how did you get into this line of work? How did you become the reporting and analytics guy? <laughs> well, I, it, was a, it was a long, hard road. I started my career working in Wall Street in the 80s, and um, uh, we did analysis on, on banks and credit unions um, at that point to, Craig, to, to help sell the product. And I ended up really liking that side of the business. So from there, I, I uh, learned a lot about asset liability management. And I um, then was uh, recruited to work at a, uh, at the time, a very large thrift savings and loan in, in New York to run their asset liability firm, um, or asset liability division. Uh, from that point in time, I then really, really liked what I was doing. And I was recruited then by the company, uh, uh, it was a well-known company in, uh, called Sendero, at the time, it's part of Pfizer, um, to, to work for them on the asset liability side. I, I designed their asset liability model in the early 90s, worked for them for 17 years, and then was recruited by uh, a company called Business Objects, which was known for the reporting. And they hired me to be the director of, of financial institutions on the reporting and analytics side. Um, and that's kind of where I started working on reporting and analytics. Business Objects got purchased by SAP. I did that same thing for them for a few years. And then um, Axiom, which was then purchased by Coppin Hall, I joined this company in 2011 to start their FI practice and been uh, working in, in this field uh, in budget and planning, performance management, profitability, uh, and started the division for them uh, six years ago. And it just evolved into what I'm doing now, which is which is great. I have a lot of passion for this. I, I love it. Uh, I love data. I've always been a numbers person. Uh, and where did the, the so what thing come from? Because it almost sounds like a life philosophy a little bit as well as, uh, you know, just a reporting and analytics uh, suggestion. Uh, where did the so what come thing uh, come from? Well, that's really funny you should bring that up. Um, I worked my home office and one day I was going uh, last, last January, uh, I was going over presentations with some of our, my, my, my team and helping them guide them how they should be presenting and, and the type of information they should be doing. And I was trying to coach them. And I was, as I was coaching them, my wife came into the, into the room and wrote down the word, so what, on a piece of paper. <laughs> and I thought she was telling me, so what? I mean, I thought it was kind of a knock at what I was telling them. And then I realized that's what she was saying is, hey, have them answer that question, Right. Have them answer the question. So, what did you give me this presentation? What does the what does the what does that mean to the audience? And that's how it evolved. So, I, I really have to give my wife credit for that. <laughs> it came out of her her coaching me as opposed to me coaching other folks, and it, it was just a natural fit into into what we do. Thanks for listening to the CUNA News podcast. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. Again, this podcast was sponsored by Kaufman Hall. Kaufman Hall's Axiom Financial Institution Suite provides flexible performance management software that empowers financial institutions. Learn more at kaufmanhall.com slash credit union.